Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to the podcast again last week. Um, or I shouldn't say last week because I'm going to upload these the same day because you know what? Why not go out and go out strong? Um, anyways, last episode, I was saying that my podcast name was tentative and it still is, but um, currently I'm working with a title. Um, it's all about growth um, and it's actually a quote from a television show that I watched um, or I've, I watch. It's called Insecure. And um, one of the characters on the show, when she was talking to Issa, who was the main character, was just basically telling her, you know, you're, you've grown from that immature person to what you are now. And it's just, you're growing. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm not saying everybody's immature who's listening here, but you know, you're growing because you're learning something. So it's all about that growth. So again, this is tentative. See what happens. See how we go. I kind of like it. Anywho. Guys, how was your week? How's it been? I know I've only just recently uploaded an episode the other day. And if you're listening to this, it might seem like it's been a week, but it's only been a couple of hours. Um, But I didn't say anything last time, you know. How was your week? How's it been going for me? Basically been working this temp job that I have since I'm only going to be in Florida for maybe about upwards of four months I just wanted to have something short and temporary and uh, I worked this temp job doing like assembly and you know it is a job I'm grateful for it but it is a job that is you know very repetitive and can be just can can be like mind-numbing but thankfully during that time to let us listen listen to music or whatever in your earphones so I just listen to a bunch of podcasts all day that's why the last episode I was talking about hidden brain like that's one of the many podcasts that I listen to every day um that I work but uh yeah basically this week has just been work I took the day off today wasn't feeling very well so you know I was like you know what I've never called in sick so let me just use my sick time and just relax at home and make a podcast as one does um other than that just been you know thinking about life figure out what I'm gonna do in my future um you know talking to a couple of friends here and there that live overseas and just you know trying to take it excuse me day by day um so so far this week has been good um been hanging with my mom and you know cooking for her and you know changing her eating habits because she's also in the mode of like trying to change her lifestyle so we've been working on that so that's been good other than that been cool um i have a couple of new segment segments that i'm going to throw in this week excuse me, this episode, I'll say this week, next week, you know, when I actually do it a week from now. Um, but, um, this episode, I want to throw in some things about what I'm listening to, what I'm watching, um, what I'm reading. It's going to just vary between those three. Um, so we'll see how we go with that. But just as I did last, um, episode, I want to talk about a couple of, um, news articles and they're not necessarily always going to be like, you know, really serious to be like from a a variation of whatever I feel or whatever I find and I'm going over some things like I said I'm from Florida or I live in Florida and if you're an American listening to this we all know Florida is known for being a weird and crazy and over-the-top state Um, unfortunately that's what we have become Um, but I was looking through scouring the internet and found these weird but true things that have happened in the year of 2018 in the state of Florida. So a couple of these articles that come up, um, there's one article that says the city of Lake Worth warned its residents about zombies. Yes, that's correct. It was on May 2000, um, excuse me, May 20th, 2018. So this is recent. So apparently 7,000 um, residents received a power outage notice that also warned of zombies. It says power outage and zombie alert for residents of Lake Worth and Terminus. There are now far less than 7,380 customers involved due to extreme zombie activity. Restoration time uncertain. Yeah, this is real. This has actually happened. You know, what, what do you what do you do when you got to? A text message telling you that hey there's a power outage and by the way 
there are zombies coming near you. I mean, okay. Again, Florida. Um, also, um, not necessarily, it's crazy and can't believe they actually did this, but apparently police tried to unlock a phone screen using a dead man's finger. So they shot and killed, the police shot and killed a man. Um, and after they shot and killed him, they were trying to unlock his phone pick because I guess it was a part of an investigation. And the only way to do that is that they showed up to this dude's funeral. Okay. To unlock the phone, but they, you know, it's legal, but I mean, technically it's legal, but really, why would you, you showed up to the person's funeral to um anyways apparently because of the investigation it was important for them to unlock the phone so you know as one does let's go get a dead body and put their finger on it it makes perfect sense um let's see let's one more um oh this seems pretty cool uh someone donated a loaded grenade launcher to a goodwill um for those of you again who are not familiar with goodwill um, Goodwill is a thrift store that, you know, of course, like any thrift person, you just go and buy used items or you just donate whatever stuff you don't want. So apparently somebody, somebody donated a grenade launcher complete with a live grenade. And it was found in a donation pile pile at a Tampa, Florida Goodwill in January. Like what? Why would you again? Who? <sighs> I digress. The thing was loaded. They they left a loaded grenade launcher on a pile of stuff for goodwill. Like, wh- wh- why? Anyways, that's just a little bit of uh, news articles. News that happened in Florida this past year. Again, those are all real. You can look them up. Just type in, we're in news out of Florida. And I'm pretty sure you'll find there's like a a whole bunch of articles that are talking about things that have happened anyways you know florida's florida it's a large state you have a lot of people there are gonna be weird stories i know people rag on florida but i mean when you have a larger population of people you're gonna have things that are gonna happen that are just crazy over the top but still it is it's crazy and over the top for no good reason anyways um let's go on moving on to today's topic so last episode I kind of touched on um a little bit of black hair um and again you know I was talking about hair because we were talking I was talking about you know gender norms and what what are expected of women or girls and boys and certain things like socially that we want girls to have and boys to have and one of the things I brought up was hair um hair is a big thing hair is a big thing for men and for women it's even bigger now nowadays everybody's doing all kinds of things with their hair you got the weaves you got the you know um different colors you got the you know different cuts there's so much things so many things you can do with hair but i'm going to specifically talk about black hair um because i'm black and well our hair is is a is a stuff of mystery and, and intrigue for people who are not of black descent um and so and such the point that people take their um there are such curiosities to the point to where they want to touch people, touch their hair, just because they are so curious that they need to know what it feels like. And I get it. Our hair is cool. We can do whatever we want with it. And it's ever changing. I understand that. But, you know, hair is part of, you know, on a body of a person. And that is, hey, doesn't mean you go around and go around and just touch people's hair and pull on it like that. Doesn't It's not attached to a body. So... That's something we will discuss later on. But I want to start out by talking about a little, a little bit about the history. So in a, in a sense of Amer- African-American history of black hair, like everybody knows, like the whole um, slave trade started back in the 1400s, um, like 1440, according to what I'm looking at, 1444 is when the European trade on the West Coast of Africa um, started. And according to the site it was saying, you know, they saw people with is a photo of, you know, people with 
um, elaborate hairstyles, including dreadlocks and plaits and twists, which these are all still very prevalent in today's society now. Um, And then what it says in 1619, first slaves were brought to Jamestown. The African language, culture, and grooming traditions began to disappear. So, you know, you got a bunch of black people who are brought into a culture that's white, who are taught to lose their identity um, themselves and become what, you know, the colonists and all the slave traders, all, you know, the, the environment they in, that, that they're in, they are, they are forced to throw, throw away their old ways and accumulate and acquire the new ways, i.e. whatever the white settlers and everybody else that, that, you know, um, masters and such and such that they had to, they had to adapt to that. Um, moving on 1700s calling black hair wool um by by whites was meant to dehumanize slaves you know um and because of that you know it says you know the more elaborate hairstyles were not retained because you know white people didn't see it as being good hair it wasn't considered beautiful it was just considered hair on your slaves and it just was ugly um 1800s so again you're still like slavery is still a thing um and you know when you're in a situation you got to make do with what you have so the african slaves would to take care of their hair would without combs and the things that they had back when they were in africa they relied on certain things that, such as bacon grease and butter and kerosene as hair conditioners and cleaners which is crazy to me because I, I had no idea. Um, lighter skinned slaves or straight hair slaves, which are the ones that, you know, the masters, a lot of you, if you didn't know, a lot of masters did impregnate and have sex with their slaves because, you know, as one does as a master, you do whatever you want. Um, so that's, again, keep note, like the different texture of hair that many of African-Americans today, you know, that's attributed a lot to slavery as well. Like I, like my, I, myself, I have a great, great grandmother, great, great grandmother's photo on my dad's side. She was half Irish, half black and had, I believe green eye, green eyes and straight hair. So I do have Irish, I guess, in my background which I did find out was a part of me, is a part of me from my ancestry DNA thing, which is another thing that I'll be discussing another time, but I'm talking about hair. Um, anyways, like the whole point is a lot of people seem to think that, you know, black hair is so, it's so diverse is because we've been mixed with white and whatever else within our DNA and it just passed on. So everybody's hair is different. Every black person's hair is different. Yes, there are very there are many different types, same types, but for the most part, you know, you can have a family member, a child, you know, born with like quote unquote nappy hair, what everybody quotes as nappy hair. And then you could have another child that's has, you know, curlier um patterns, not the coily, but the curly pattern hair. And it could be straight, it could be so much different than what you know, fam- the mother or the fathers, because again, slavery has, that's what happened. You know, this is truth. So anyways, in the 1800s, you know, straight haired um, slaves came at higher prices because they were better looking, better um, eye appealing to the masters and the darker hair, the darker slaves with kinkier hair were seen as ugly and and unwanted and not as important and not as expensive so you can see here historically speaking you know that's the beginning i mean it already began from slavery and then you know moving over and being forced over here changed a lot about african um heritage as far as hair goes but this is where it began like 1800s you know kinky hair was seen as less attractive and worth a lot less um because straight hair, curlier hair back then to white people looked better. So again, history has
because it just it be it started there 1800s 1865 slavery ends but again just because slavery ends doesn't mean ideals just end immediately um according to the article and I'm looking and this is um from thirstyroots.com um that's giving like a timeline of African American hair just giving it like a bridge timeline. It's not going to give, I'm not giving you like the whole in depth, but this is just giving you an understanding. Um, but it says whites began looking upon black women who style their hair like white women as well adjusted. Good hair becomes a prerequisite for entering certain schools, churches, and social groups and business networks. Again, like I said, the whole idea of what is considered beautiful started back in early 1800s and 1865 when slavery ends again that ideal is going to continue to permeate um 1880 metal hot combs okay so again for those of you guys who are not too familiar with like black hair and black hair care and black hair items hot comb is every black girl's um childhood <laughs> that was my childhood you know you your mom wants to be able to manipulate your hair so much more easily. And yes, I will say, you know, when your hair is a little bit straightened, um, when it's in its natural state and it's, and it's straightened through like a, um, a blow dryer or a hot comb, it just makes it easier. So of course, you know, you want that to make it easier for a parent on the go. You want something easier to take and maintain for your child. So you're going to straighten the hair. So metal combs was invented in the 18. 18- uh, excuse me, into eighteen eighty. Excuse me, eighteen forty-five by the French, and the comb essentially is a metal comb with like very. It's like a, you know, the combs that are the really small combs that have like, uh, the pick at the end, but it's really tiny. It doesn't have a wide tooth. Wide tooth. Why wow, I can't speak. It's not wide tooth. It's very just, um, narrow, and. It has the same kind of um, thing for the the hot comb. So you take the comb and you put it on the stove and you heat it up. And you get it really hot. You can't get it too hot because it will burn off your hair. Which, again, that happened to me a lot. My grandmother did it. I did it. Whatever. But you put it on. You don't put it too hot, but you get it hot enough to where it goes through the hair. And once it hits the hair, it just smooths it out. Consider it like a um, hot iron, but just with teeth. Same principle, same thing. Um, so you do that to strengthen your or to straighten your kinky hair. Um, 1900s, Madam C.J. Walker. So a lot of black women, we are kind of aware of her. She was the one that started the hair care products for black hair. She was the one that started the whole press and curl. So press, again, is the hot comb. So you press your hair with the hot comb and you curl it with that. Um, um, she was... Featured in Guinness Book of Records for the first African female self-made millionaire. She made money. She made um, black women's hair easier to maintain back in the day. And still to this day, we still have hot combs. We still have ways of straightening our hair. Like she's the one that pioneered that and kept it going. Um, So 1920s, we're moving forward. Marcus Garvey, a black nationalist, urges followers embrace our natural hair and claim it as an African aesthetic again they're you know starting to turn around and you know say we need to love our hair because frankly the you know you guys I'm gonna say you guys people who are you know everybody who has straight hair wants curly hair curly hair wants straight hair blah blah, blah you know but you are not vilified for the hair that comes out of your scalp like you're never told that your hair is just bad yeah yeah, curly people hair are told like, oh, your hair is hard to manage. And how how do you get it like that? Yeah, those are things. But you're not necessarily taught to hate your hair. So anyways, Marcus was like, hey, guys, it's time to like embrace it. Just love your hair. I'm like, cool. 1954, Georgie Johnson launches Johnson Products Company with ultra wave hair culture called a permanent hair straightener for men that can be applied at home so first there's a men's hair straightener so again chemicals so now they're introducing the chemical aspect the the what i like to formally call as the creamy crack and i'll delve on that till a little bit later but basically it's this cream 
chemical that black people put on their scalp and their hair that stays on for in the upwards of 20 minutes that literally burns your scalp. It's just chemicals just burning away at your scalp and your hair to permanently, quote unquote, make your hair straight. So you do that and you have to do it every six weeks or so because your hair grows, you know, your natural hair grows through and then you have to, you know, um, touch up that. So that's that started in 1954 and it was only meant for men. Women's followed suit soon after. Um, let's see, 1963, actress Cicely Tyson wore cornrows on a television show, which is a big thing. 1966, um, a model, Pat Evans, she's black, shaves off her hair to go against the whole grain of having like the hair thing going on. Push forward. We moved to 1970. Angela Davis, which she's was known for being a part of the Black Pan- the Black Power, Black Panther movement. Um, a lot of people hear that and they're thinking negatively, but that's another that's something I'm I'll delve in in the future. But Angela Davis was known for this fro, like she has this huge fro and was like all power, all about you know being black and being proud of it. So she made a, you know, a statement with that. And then, man, we we moved forward. 1977, the Jerry Curl. So the Jerry spelled with an H. So it's J-H-E-R-Y-R-I. So Jerry Curl, if you guys have ever seen Coming to America, there's a whole like scene about Jerry Curl. Like there's a song that goes with it, but it became, it came on the scene. So generally what it is, it's, it's still chemicals, but the chemical is supposed to be like, um, make your hair curly, but like a loose curl, not like the coily, like really, really small curls, but like a loose coil in your hair. But it, well, the thing is that there's so much product that's put in your hair that your hair literally like drips all this liquid all the time. It's really, it was just really bad. Oh man. Um, then we're moving forward. I'm just kind of quiet, like move forward a little bit more. Um, 1988, Spike Lee, he exposed a good, bad hair, light skin, dark skin, um, thing, idea that in black America, that, uh, is a big thing. Again, like I'm, I'm bringing up all these little points that in future episodes we'll delve more into, but dark skin, light skin, good hair, bad hair thing is a thing that's going on now and has gone on, you know, and even my 33 years of existence on this earth, when I first understood that whole bad skin bad hair dark skin light skin thing was it's a thing and it's detrimental um let's move on you got people like in in the limelight like lauren hill 1999 she had her dreadlocks um and then you move on to like singers who had like their weaves and things like that that are brought in um, and then it says at the end of this, it says 2006, the black hair care, um, industry is a billion dollar industry, which it is. It's ridiculous. So anyways, it only ended 2006, but I can kind of go further on and say nowadays, you know, wigs are a good, a big thing. Weave has always been a big thing, but that'll never go away. Um, and again, weave, if you're not familiar, weave is generally you put on human hair on top of your hair. So what happens is the process is, unless your hair is completely shaved, what you do is you go in, you get your hair braided back in cornrows generally, or if they, they do a type of cornrow where it's spiral, so it goes around your scalp spirally, and then you take the pieces of the weave and you weave it into the, the, the braided pieces around your scalp, and it, it's braided into your scalp. Um, so... You know, there's ones that get done very well and there's ones that are done very terrible, but you pay money for that. It's expensive. It's expensive. Again, like I said, like the, it's a billion dollar industry. And, you know, because hair is a big thing. Like I said, hair is huge, especially for the female gender. You hair is such a big thing that, you know, you have everybody who doesn't have hair wants hair and then they put in weave to make their hair appear as though it's longer than it really is or fuller than what it really is which is nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like Beyonce wears weave. Like that long hair of hers is not even hers. That is a expensive, well put together um, wig. 
and hats off to you because it looks good. But the idea that black hair inherently is bad is the thing that I'm kind of tackling. So I'm going to use my own, um, my own example, my hair on its own without being in the styled locks didn't grow very long. And that is because of my own, um, unaware of awareness, how to like take care, maintain and not having the money to do so. So background, um, I grew up my natural hair until I was about, I was an age of 12 every year. Um, I would go to my grandparents who live in Maryland and visit them for the entire summer. So it worked out well for my mom. Like she was able to take a break and my grandmother would take care of me, um, and buy me clothes and feed me all that, et cetera. But my grandma had a, she had a thing with her hair. Like she had her hair relaxed, as I said before, with the chemicals every six weeks, it was kept short, but it was always relaxed. Um, and one summer when I was up there, she was at a, um, beauty salon and was like, you know what, you want to get your hair done? And I was like, uh, and at the time my mom didn't really give me permission. So I had to call my mom and ask her like, Hey, this is, it's really, it'll make my hair easier and it's straight, straightened, blah, blah, blah. And my grandmother was like telling me to, you know, tell her that. And, you know, again, my grandma's doing what she knows, what she knew was the best thing at that time. So I'm not faulting her, but you know, my mom really didn't understand and didn't know how to say no, but she let me do it. So I got it done and my hair turned out nice. It was straight, um, and thick and it looked, turned out nice. And that lasted for maybe, I want to say in the upwards of six months. So going to, you know, sixth grade hair is looking straight, but as the time goes by again, with all hairstyles, if you want it to continue to look nice, you have to maintain it. And because my hair is natural, again, naturally, my hair growing out is coily and not straight. You have to periodically go in, not periodically, every six weeks or so go in and get your roots touched up with this chemical. Um, but at the time, my mom was unable to pay salon prices because it's expensive. You go in, you pay, you spend all day there because black hair salons usually take forever. That's just how it is. That's the culture of the, the salon. That is what it is. We all know this. We all go unprepared. We get irritated, but that's just what it is. And we live with it. But it's a, a whole day process. And $50 or $60, $70, even more each time is a lot of money for a single mom um, who's working one job and has to pay bills. So I knew this and I said, well, I'll take care of it. I'll just go and buy. We'll just buy the the chemicals, the the relaxer from the beauty salon, and I'll do it myself. And that's what I did for years. I did it from age of twelve to, um, I want to say twenty. Um, and all through that time, my hair would never grow past maybe like past my ears, like a little bit, a little bit into my neck, never grow any further than that. Um, never got, it was never thick anymore. It got thin. It fell out. I would have periodic patches of hair, um, on my scalp that would come out. My edges would fall out. Um, so during that time I would also get my hair braided and individual braids, um, so that would help with like not messing with my scalp and whatever. But for the most part, my hair never grew and never returned back to its thickness, its fullness as it was before I got my hair relaxed. So, you know, all those years you, you, you know, I grew up, you know, you grow up with other black girls who have, you know, the good hair, which again, good hair is that type of hair that grows out naturally. That looks good. That's curly. That's under the European white kind of standard. Um, and, my hair never did that. And so I had an insecurity, you know, really insecure, just like I didn't know how to style my hair. So my hair would just always be in this little, this little ring that you put around that has like teeth that go into your hair and you just put it around and I would just put it in and it just be like held back and it just looked a hot mess, just so bad. Um, but you know, I never, I didn't know what to do and I just, you know, just let, dealt with it. But inwardly I was always felt that my hair was just bad even though 
it was straightened in the relaxer. It just, you know, I was always taught my hair is still bad. My natural hair is bad. Anytime my natural hair would show, like I have to go get it. I have to go get relaxer. And he said, not show. I can't show that because people see that and they're going to think I'm ugly. So that's, yeah, that was, that's a real thing, you know? And, um, being around other girls who had like the long flowing hair that, um, grew and the discussions that we'd always have, like, oh, her hair's so nice and thick and, oh, I got it relaxed and it looks so good. And like the whole, like, that was such a big thing. Like the hair, hair, black hair is black girl's hair. It's such a big thing. Like you, you put on this facade, like you want people to, to accept you and they want, you want them to like you, be, you know, you want your hair to look just a certain way and naturally speaking the only way to get that it that way you had to get it chemically relaxed so you know had to deal with hair not growing and then wearing my hair in braids and then being made fun of my hair having in braids by mostly white kids because they call me like mop head because you know your hair looks like a mop and then you know get called medusa because your hair looks like medusa coming out um and it's just like, oh, okay, so you're not, except, you know, there's, my hair is just not going to be liked. So, you know, for some other, re- for reasons I don't understand, I made it through. Yeah, I was still very insecure, very much insecure with my hair, but, you know, made it through. And then one day, one, as I was visiting my grandmother, I think it was like 20, um, might have been 19, but she had made a full turnaround when it came to hair. She realized you know, I've been damaging my hair and she, she's like actually part native American. So there, I've seen photos of her hair all the way past her hips. Like she grew up with long, thick hair. Um, so she's not a, she knows what her hair is supposed to be like, but she decided to like stop doing the relaxers. And she told me, you know, oh, I'm just back it up. She told me this over the phone, like months prior. And I, Games to the point that I was tired of putting in relaxer. It was just costing too much money. And my hair wasn't growing. So why am I putting this in it and damaging it? So I started to phase out the relaxer. And what happens with black girls tend to do is what you do is that you let your natural hair grow like a few inches. Even as your straight ends are still there, you let that grow out a little bit. And then once it gets to a certain length, then you chop it off. And it's called the big chop. So you either you shave all your hair off or you wait as it grows like a few inches and then cut it off to where you have some hair on your hair head, but not a lot. Um, many people do it. Like the transitional phase is different for everybody, whether you already had long hair that was already straight. And then you do like, you know, a year or so of growing it out, then you cut it, you know, there's many different ways. Um, so anyways, yeah, I transitioned my hair again. It was short anyway. So I let it grow out a few inches and then just kind of gradually like chopped it all off. Um, and then went to my grandmother's um, and got my hair styled in a way for a little bit, like with my natural hair. And I remember my grandfather, when he saw my hair like chopped off and short, you know, looked at me and was like, you look like a boy. And I was just like, oh, and I'll never forget that, too, because I'm like, I, I, I'm not a boy, you know, I'm. I'm like, I do have strong features, but I'm not a boy. And I remember just like thinking, oh, okay. So see, again, with the hair, like I said, long hair equates being a girl. Short hair means boy. Or now short hair means you're lesbian, which none of it is true. So I'll never forget that. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I think it got to me so much so that I relaxed my hair again. And it just looked horrible. It was so bad. Like my hair just went limp it was thin it was just it was bad so i had to do the whole process again i cover my i had to cover my hair with hats and such and then when it grew out again i cut it all off and then that's when i went to my grandmother's another time and we started dreadlocks again starting out your locks um it's a process it takes time for your hair to actually lock but my hair thankfully is one of those types of hair that just locks quickly because it's so um coily and so like yeah and I guess you could say nappy like it just locks quickly so the first time I did the locks I got it done professionally like the first start on locks and what they do is they either they braid it individually in a nice way a nice pattern or they two strand twist it which is basically two strands and you twist it that's it mine was braided and 
and my hair was short again so it just looks really weird and again like I was very self-conscious so we got to the point where you wear like wraps so I would wear wrap around my head for about a year until my hair grew to a certain length that I was like okay I'm okay wearing it out and then it grew and it grew and then it grew to about my shoulder length and then I I think this is like when I was 25 26 and I wanted to join the military. I was thinking about joining the Air Force because I was tired of living where I was living here. Um, wasn't happy. Felt like I was just working as jobs that I just didn't like. Like I felt like I was going nowhere, nowhere fast. I'm like, well, at least if I join the Air Force, I can at least travel places and do things and learn things and not be stuck here. And because I had a degree, um, I could um, join in as an Air Force officer. And at that time, the military had their thing with hair that there was a certain way your hair could be. For women, there's a certain standard. Men, there's a certain standard. Men, of course, can't have long hair. Your hair has to be shaved when you first go in for boot camp. And after that, it has to be clean shaved and it can't grow past a certain length, etc. Women, you can have long hair, but it has to be pulled back in a bun. If it's short, it has to be pulled or combed back enough to where when you wear a hat, then it's in a certain way. And then they said for black hair, there's a certain thing like you couldn't have dreadlocks. You couldn't have your natural hair. So dreadlocks is a form of natural hair and natural hair is just how our hair grows out. So back then they had a thing where dreadlocks was not accepted. They would accept cornrows and things like that, but they would not accept dreadlocks. And, you know, because I was so tunnel vision about getting into the military and getting out of here, I was like, well, fine. I'll just comb out my locks. Yes, you can comb out locks. It just takes a long time. And because my hair was only to about short shoulder length, it didn't take forever, but it took about three weeks of time of me just every day coming home, putting conditioner on, combing out each and every lock. And each and every lock would take about 20 or 30 minutes to do take out. And I had about 100 or more on my scalp. So yeah, it took a while. And it gets tiring and it's just, yeah, it's annoying. Um, but I did it. And my hair was, again because I just ripped and combed out everything like it was just damaged and it was long ish, but it was just really um, thin and fine and it just wasn't looking good. And I was just like, I let it out for a couple months and let my hair just kind of be and it wasn't too bad. But I th- at that time, I didn't really know how to manage my hair. Because again, I grew up with just mostly relaxers. Um, and then I was like, Alright, I'm done with this. So I re I started the locks again, I did it myself and began them again and because my hair was a bit longer it didn't you know didn't look too terrible at that beginning stage so I didn't really cover it up um and then I moved to Korea um and my hair grew and grew and grew and it just kept growing and um by the time I made my way to Australia which was about three years after that um my hair was about um about like clavicle length um all uniformly clavicle length which is great I was like my hair's like never grown like this long and then it just kept growing and then I wanted to try new things so I dyed my hair um a couple of times and the person that did it like she tried but I think you know the awareness of certain things she wasn't very aware so certain some of the colors didn't turn out very well and then I dyed it blonde on the tips and it worked out fine but then my hair just started and then again when I try to style it I would style it certain ways where you braid your 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 locks together to get like this crimply style but if you do it too tightly what happens is the locks in between become really weak and you know because they're weak they start to you know fall off so a lot of them start to fall off and it just looked like a hot mess so I at the beginning of 2018 I was like oh I can't I, in hindsight, I could have just cut them short, shorter instead of completely off, but that doesn't matter. I ended up cutting them all off and then had it in a cute short hairstyle. And then she dyed it, looked good, hair grows out, um, and it's growing great. Like it just, it grew long quickly. But then I noticed like when I would wash my hair, my hair would start to break in my hands. And I just was like, what's going on here? Like, I don't understand. Like it just kept on breaking and breaking and breaking, but it grew it kept growing, but breaking every time I would touch it, like hair just breaking off. And then I was like, okay. So I went again to get my hair cut. I'm like, I need it to be cut because it's just something's wrong. It's like, I don't know if it's because it dye or whatnot. 
I dyed it twice. I had the first time when I was dyed it, and I dyed it again because that brown that was coming out, I didn't like it. So I wanted to dye it black. And then months later, I was like, well, I want to try gray. And I knew that it takes a process, but, you know, I was like, well, I'll try it out. See what happens if it turns like a light brown, maybe it'd be all right. So she cuts my hair and she dyes it. And the dye, I think, stayed in my hair way too long because there was just patches like my hair was not uniformly one color. It was just patches of just color, which is terrible. Um, and then she cut my hair and it was just unevenly cut, but it was late at night and I was just tired. I needed to go and I didn't feel like dealing with it, which again, never do that. There's something not ha- you're not happy with the service. You fix it then. I was like, whatever, I'm going to be leaving, you know, Australia soon. We'll see what happens before I left. I was like, I can't stand the color. Um, so I decided to just dye it with one of those like home colors thingies, home black, whatever. A friend of mine helped me. Um, and again, maybe I shouldn't have done that, whatever. Um, so my hair was growing ish, but then it wasn't growing as it was before. And I had noticed like the new growth was starting to grow in. And then a couple of days after that, I would see that it's gone. So um, I think I really, my hair was damaged by the dye, not only just the dye that I did at home, but also dyeing it at the salon because it was in, she kept it, it was in for a long time and it was just burning my scalp and it wasn't, it shouldn't have been in that long. Um, but anyways, now cut now my hair just, it grew, but then like bald spots were just starting to show up and, um, my hair was just breaking off everywhere. Um, and terribly, it was just like, oh my gosh, my hair is just falling out. And so I decided to just like, I just took my mom's clippers and just shaved off most of my hair and made it one uniform like cut and trying to start over and doing my hair a lot differently and, you know, not dyeing it anymore, not doing any of that. But that's just a little bit, that's part of my story. My story is probably not that different from many other black women. Um, but yeah, like I'm at the point where I'm just like, you know, we'll just keep my hair, my hair is going to stay natural in any way not going to put dye in it anymore. Um, but I want my hair to grow and I want it to grow healthily. And, you know, I have a better understanding of my hair and what it is to me now than I did years ago. Um, but again, you know, the whole idea, like hair is important. Hair is the crown on your head and it does make who you are. Um, However, you know, in black hair care, like we are taught everywhere we go, like you're taught that your hair is just as it is, isn't beautiful. Um, as it is growing out of your head naturally isn't beautiful. Um, and we're taught that by society, by the news, by the media and reinforced by each other within the community. Um, because it's something like I said, historically speaking, it was something that was taught from our ancestors that were brought here that just kept trickling down to each of us here today and now and thankfully the new the natural hair um movement and understanding your hair as it's growing out has grown exponentially since wow i would say probably the past eight years it's been like it's grown and people become more accepting of the natural hair and that is amazing. I'm grateful to hear and see these kids that are growing up and just having understanding of things, especially black girls and black boys that have an understanding of their hair and just owning it. But I just hope that this is a little bit of a, you know, understanding of like, you know, yes, our black hair is such a, it could seem like it's such a unique thing and it seems like such an oddity. And you know what? take a moment to think you know why do you think these things why was it that thought that you know you you know black hair is such a crazy thing or if you see it like why does it look so you're so intrigued by it yes it's different but everybody's hair is different everybody has different colored hair thick hair thin hair fine hair short hair long hair um you know curly hair coily hair everybody has different hair um some people have hair that looks so beautiful that you just like wow it's so thick like how and then you know but there's such a history of hair and history of black hair in America. Um, excuse me. And even maybe even Africa. Um, like that is that 
we are just we have been taught that you should not accept your beautiful hair as it's growing out of your scalp we are just taught that it's just not needed not great not um beautiful and you know unfortunately it's permeated so that it's just become normal and that it shouldn't be that way and thankfully I know it's changed but I know my generation of people that's what we grew up in that's the that that is what I grew up culturally speaking I grew up with the idea that my hair has never been good it's always been bad you know bad hair is the coily naturally hair that comes out of your scalp good hair is a straight um well um um easy maintaining looking hair and you know that's unfortunate you know I've learned to enjoy my hair like bro it's good it actually does curl it does its thing it's pretty as it is I can maintain it and I don't need to do all these other things to make myself more palatable to others um so anyways you know I hope that this has brought you know maybe you know kind of made you think a little bit more like you see your black friends or your you know girlfriends you know you got to understand there's a history the hair history there's a history behind it there's a there's a struggle that was behind it there's a there's a story behind that hair <laughs> they've come to where they are right now because of this and um you know hopefully as it, time goes by it'll be like a thing of the past like hair is hair and whatever you do with it is your own choice but you shouldn't feel like you have to do something to it because you have to be accepted by society in a certain way um anyways yeah um if you have questions like you know comments write them down you know uh, ask me like i'm here to all inform you as well but there's also something called google and you can also look and see like this is what goes on um and be aware of how other people are perceived like especially when it comes to hair like we you know it's an important thing and especially being a girl or in today's society like there's it's it's just there's a thing that goes behind it um anyways moving on um i just you know last week i or last i can't even say last week i just i guess maybe i'll just post this in a week because reality is i keep saying that but um last time i talked about positivity again um throwing in different segments seeing what i like see what works you know um anyways i wanted to throw in more of an encouragement and i encourage you to establish strong friendships and connections as best as you can there are people out there that are very similar to yourself who want to be in your company who need you in their company you are needed and you are wanted and you are valued and somebody needs you in their life yes it's becoming harder in the sense to get to know people nowadays but it also has to become easier in a sense to know people nowadays i'm not talking like go around on like facebook or tinder um but there are sites as far as like you know getting together with people like meetup i believe meetup is it should be a thing here but meetup you find people who like the same things that you like and go meet people that way and go do things with other people who have the same like um ideas and hobbies and things like you enjoy um but you are an asset you are something or someone that someone needs in their life and they need you in your and you need them in their life as well so i hope that you're able to take time and assess your own self assess where you're at right now assess who you are right now and assess who you would like to become and how you're gonna what you're gonna do to achieve that um and there's so many ways to do that um but sit back and take take note of who you are now take note of the moments you felt down the most the most lonely take note of where you felt the highest and 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 things like that like what makes you happy and what makes you tick write it down and have an understanding of who you are and maybe throughout you know learning about that you can notice the things that you may not like and you might want to work on changing it but understand who you are right now and and go forward with that and do realize that you have a lot to give to the world um, so that's more of an encouragement this week. Not necessarily. It is positive, but, you know, more, more encouraging you guys. Um, 
And like I said, at the beginning of the program, I was going to talk about a new segment as well. As you know, what I'm listening, watching, or reading. So I'm going to showcase two things. What I'm watching. Um, or maybe I'll... Well, yeah. We'll go with um, what I'm watching. So... There's a show I just recently found on Netflix. Um, it's another one of those informative shows that you're just like, uh, what? But um, this guy basically is going around debunking myths and things that we're used to. We thought that were like um, legit. Um, I'm trying to remember the name. Brian Ruins the Internet? Is it Brian Ruins in or Brian Ruins? I'm not prepared, guys. Just bear with me. Bear with me. Um, Adam, sorry. Adam Ruins Everything. It just came out on Netflix, I believe. And I he's on True TV. So if you're one of those people who have an actual cable provider or you know how to find things, it's called Adam Ruins Everything. So he basically ruins your thoughts on certain things like he ruined your thoughts of like TSA and how they're not necessarily like helping with um finding terrorism they're just basically there to just be a big show um talking about like how your cars and seatbelts and why you know cars are such a big thing now and why you know um pedestrian cities are not a thing yeah, pedestrian cities, like where you should be able to walk where you to get where you need to go instead of having to drive everywhere. But again, this that boils down to money too. But anyways, check them out. It's on Netflix. I enjoyed it. Um, and then a book that I've been reading. It's a series of books, but I just finished the first one. It's called Wool. Um, it's more of like a you know, the the Earth is in a bad state um apocalyptic post-apocalyptic kind of thing and how you know humans survive during this time um and I'm not giving it justice but I don't want to give you too much of it because it is a, a good read and it does take time to get into it but check out wool it is a very big it's a long three book series um which I enjoyed um anyways this one's going pretty long and I don't want to go too long um but anyway, anyways if you guys have any questions comments criticisms you know write them down on list I'll look at them see how we go um, I want I want to you know keep tailoring the show as I you know grow and understand what's expected and what people like etc um, but I'm you know hoping this will go further than what I'm expecting um, anyways guys have a great rest of your week um, do something different that you haven't done before. Look on Pinterest and cook that item that you thought you would never be able to cook. Bake that cake that you thought you'd never be able to bake. Try something you've never done before, even if it's no matter how small it is. You have the oppor- you have the ability to do something new. And it may not come out the way you want to, but it's still something. Um, again, guys, this is Amanda. Um, you're listening. It's all about two. It's all about growth episode two. Thanks guys. Talk to you later. Bye.